AD, okay, so good. Now, um, I, I do want you to uh, feast your eyes on the screen. There's a little uh, introductory uh, vid- vid- video. So everybody put, put your stuff down and whatever you're doing and take a look at the screen. Always with you what cannot be done. Give you nothing that I say. Have y'all seen this before? You must learn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Ah, suckers, man! I got y'all good. I got me good with it that loud. All right, who who here was scared? Who here was scared for a second? You thought you were you were going to? Who here needs to go use the bathroom? Okay, who already did? All right, hey, you know this has to do with what we're doing tonight. But um, watch the next clip. This will make this is okay. Parent, once you become a parent, go find them. Go find them on the TV. On the TV, baby. Go find them. Well, go. Go touch him. Go find him. Oh, Show Mama so where he's at. Oh. Did you see him? Keep looking. Did you tell me when you see him. Oh, man. That was, that was pretty good. No, y'all laugh, but y'all looked a lot like that little kid in the direction where that thing went. Because, you know, I was hunting for something that would make y'all scared. And y'all have all seen the, the car go behind the trees, so y'all know it. So I thought, ooh, let me disguise this in something. They think, oh, it's just that stupid Star Wars club he wants to watch again. <laughs> and so then, y'all jumped. I wish I had that on video. Oh, I was like, sweetheart, I'm not sure if this is going to work or not. Because it scared her, but... I, but and, and she's so brave. So I, I really... So, okay, so... Um, Nolan is going to do something he's never done here before. Pass out some Bibles. Can y'all like when you do your name tags, if you don't have something like this in your hand, it's called a Bible in your hand, grab one from, from the table. I'm just going to yell. I'm going to start to throw flip-flops at you. I'll throw them hard. And they, they can bounce. All right, who here... What chapter are we in? Eight. Eight, okay. Okay, I guess we'll do that one. Um, that was nice, Noah. Hey, let me ask you this. Everybody needs to quit talking for a little while, like, as long as I'm talking. It's hard enough for me to talk by myself, so, uh, you know, I will throw my flip-flops. Um, who here has been scared before? Okay. If I, yeah, well, a little more than five. Your timing's a little off. But, but you're right. Um, do we get scared of a lot of things? Dude, man, if you really th- think about it, we get, you know, the funniest thing I thought of when I thought about be- being scared, um, and we're going to 
we're not really going to talk the, about being scared tonight. We're going to talk about the antithesis of being scared. Ooh, big word. You'll find out. Um, but who here's ever ridden a roller co- co- coaster? Who here loves them? Who here hates them? Okay, my wife hates them. I hate to see the way she looks when she's done with one. She's, she's like this. That's always a bad sign. Someone you're sitting by is breathing like that, you better duck and get away. Um, I love them. When you go and get on one, what's the first thing that you do? Strap in. Okay, have you ever been on ones, I think if you, you've got to, that, that pull down, right? And what do you do? Do you go, clink, 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 right? For everybody, everybody, you get in, clink, clink. Why do you go clink, clink, clink? Because you want to make sure that thing is, is locked tight. If it wasn't locked tight and you went on that ride, would you be scared? Yeah. You'd be stupid and scared, you know what I'm saying? It, it would be cra- crazy to do that. So I love to watch folks when they get on there before, you know, I hate to wait in line, but when I do, I just sort of like to watch people and make fun of them in my mind in a nice way. It's not being mean. And, um, but as, as I watch them, they, everybody gets on, they do it, they do the seatbelt thing, you know, that is the safety, and then they go clink, clink, clink. But sometimes... Well, whoever's not hit the button, that'll make them all lock, or at least a certain set of rows. And so there's the one guy going. <laughs> and y'all been there too, haven't you? Eyes are getting bigger. He sees the car in front of him is already gone. He's already counted. He's got like eight seconds for his card goes. And so he's like trying to figure out, because it's got him caught in there enough, but, but he can't get, and, it's, and they're doing this, trying to make sure. It's, it's the funniest thing that we get. But once, once that thing locks down, how do you feel? Oh yeah, you go, oh yeah, we're ready for this, right? Because you're why why does it feel good? Why is it it's it's scary but before it clicks, but after it clicks, you feel safe, right? So you won't fall you don't want to die. You're like, I did I paid money to die? No, I, I want to have fun. So um so what's then if I ask you this, what's the opposite of being scared? Happy is not the opposite of being scared, but I appreciate that. I think you watched a little bit too much of Barney when you're little. Um, the opposite of being scared is secure. You know, opposite of being, if you're secure in something, you're not, you're not going to be scared. If you're secure, you're taken care of, you're safe, right? Do you get me? We're going to talk about security tonight. Um, uh, not like the, the, mall, the mall cop type. Okay, there's something much more than that. Um, <clears throat> Do you believe this statement? Um, God wants you to be secure and not afraid. Okay. Okay, which one do you believe more? God wants me to be secure and not afraid, or God wants me to be safe and not, and not afraid? Which one? There's a difference, right? You understand that secure means I know that, that whatever occurs... God's in control of things. Safe means, man, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm really going to be okay. And uh, it doesn't matter what God's doing because I'm, like, I'm being... So there's a difference between being secure. In Joshua chap, 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 chapter 1, I, I say that to emphasize it, chapter 1, you get it? Um, he says three times, be strong and have courage. The, the Lord says to him, hey, Joshua, be strong and have courage. And I firmly believe the Word of God throughout it, it teaches believers in Him to be strong and have courage. The Creator of this world has called us to be strong and have courage, to be secure. Okay, not necessarily safe, but be secure. Clink. And that ride's going to take us wherever. Now, um, 
Now that God's Word t- tells us a lot of things w- of, that we're scared of. Who here, if you're um, a teenage girl, you, you, I, most of you would, would, would think this, I believe. Maybe it's imposing it, saying it that way. Um, who here has ever been, and it's guys too, has ever been afraid that you're going to be alone all your life? Like you're not going to find that person? Dude! dude. Okay, and, and guys, guys, guys are like, no, no, don't. No, no, no. Pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. You know, you know we're, we're, we're afraid of being alone. And, and you know, it's not just a, a spouse. It, it's sometimes we're afraid of being alone when we go to school because it's been a bad week. Sometimes we're afraid of being alone um, maybe when we come to church because we're just not fitting in. You know, it, it's just sort of, sort of, so we have this fear of being, I know that the Word of God in Matthew 28, 20, 20 says, um, God says, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. You know that a believer in Christ, you're never alone. Do you understand that? That God is always with you, even in the dark, darkest times, even when the times when you go to school lunch and there's no one to sit with, the most alone time you can feel sometimes. <gasps> Where am I going to sit? Or was that just my fear when I was... Okay, well, won't go there. Don't want to cry in front of y'all. Um, what do you call someone who's afraid of heights? What, what, what's the fear called? Acrophobia. Okay, right? We agree with that? Acrophobia? Shh, okay. Let me ask the next question. Don't talk. What do you call someone who's afraid of, of spi- spiders? Or what is it called? Arachnophobia. Okay, what do you what do you call um, if you're afraid of cows? <laughs> Bovinophobia. Bovinophobia. It's, it's a real. You know, there's some people that see cows and they start to freak out. I mean, just, oh. okay. It's true. Those Chick Fil A thing commercials must kill them. Um, what is it called when you're always afraid that the worst is going to happen? You always think, yeah, it's called wor- worry. It's called worry. It's not a, because uh, we all do it. We all, something occurs, what do you do? You think the worst. <gasps> what if? And it, you know, it, it, it's worry. And then the Word of God ad- addresses it clearly. Because I just want you to see some of these things, these fears. Because God wants us to be secure. He doesn't want to be us to live scared. So many times we live scared and not secure. And where we're going to be tonight, it's going to, it's just, the most important thing you can be securing, but I, I didn't want you to miss these things. Look at this in Matthew 6. We've got it on the screen, starting in verse 25. He says, and when it says anxious, replace that with the word worry. Okay, wherever you see that word. And it's, I only put to, got a small bit of it. There's a lot more around this. I urge y'all, if worry is an issue for you, and 90% of you, it probably is more than you know. We just tend to worry. Um, it says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not, your, is not life more than food and the body more than clo- clo- clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious or worrying, can add a single hour to his lifespan? It says, you can't. God says, hey, quit work, quit it, quit it, right? That's what he said, be secure, quit being scared, 
so many times we live scared. We just sort of, that's the way that, that we sort of, well, I work best scared. That's the way, you know, survival mode, you know. No. The, the greatest place um, I think we can learn to not live scared and live secure is in, in Romans 8 here. And look in verse, uh, we're going to be starting in verse 35. And we've been in Romans 8 for like nine weeks. We're, we're wrapping it. We've made it through a chapter. Oh, yay! Come on, y'all clap when they get done with a song. Okay. And we're going to run through this, but man, do not miss the truth um, that, that's, that, that's in this. Um, once again, Paul is asking a question, okay? But when you ask a question or you state one, it's for two things. Let me reiterate from last week. It's because you want to know something Paul doesn't know and he wants to know, or it's because he's trying to, to beat a truth in them that they should already know, they should already understand. He's, he's wanting to go, don't you know, duh. And that, that's, he's doing a duh type of question here. Look here in verse 35. And it's one of the most important things as a believer in, G- in Jesus Christ. This is one of the most important truths you need to understand. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? He says, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or ne- ne- nakedness? I'll explain that one. Or danger or sword? Okay. Question he asked. Now, does Paul think there's there's something that can take us away from the love of Christ? No, he's, he's going, hey, hey, who shall separate us? Dude, who dares try to separate us from the love of Christ? And he goes through a list of seven things, okay? And let's just sort of talk about each one real quick. Tribulate, tribulation means to be, to be squeezed or under pre, 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 pressure. It's stressed. Does anyone here experience stress in your life? You've got, you've got um, a term paper due, a five-pager, and uh, it's your teacher's fault because you didn't learn about it till tonight. Yeah, 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 that's it, and it's due tomorrow, right? Pressure. We have all sorts of stuff like that that come, and, and just of life, and everybody has this. Everybody has tribulation in their life. If you live on earth, st- struggles and trials will come your way. Tribulate, tri- tribula- tribulation could be a storm that comes. And there's a storm in the um, Caribbean now that is going through Jamaica. And, and some of those people are trying to batten down and protect their homes. They're going through a trial. They're going through trouble. Tribulation. That's what he's, he's talking about. So, he's, so he lists these seven. What shall se- se- separate us from, from Christ? Shall trouble the everyday stuff? He says, shall distress. Okay, now distress... We think of that almost as the same thing, but it's not. D- 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 distress would be being confined or restricted. Being stuck in a place you don't want to be in. For a, a grown-up man, it, it can't be a job that he just doesn't want to be in, but he's got to. And he has no way out. For a, a grown-up a woman, it could be... Um, it could be that she's trapped at home with these kids and she can't get a break and she just feels she's, she's just trapped and she just feels the stress of it. Um, you know, for someone at school, it can be, man, it's just, dude, you, you're going there and it, it's, you've got to go to the, you've got to go to a new school and it's hard and it's hard to fit in and you don't want to be there, but you've got to because this is where you move to and you just feel restricted and, and trapped, Okay. So he's saying that can, can being trapped, can that even take you away from the love of, of Christ? Next thing is a word you all have heard of, persecution, uh, which is to, to suffer for Christ's sake when you stand up for the name of Christ and, and you're mocked for it. That, um, uh, they, call, they call you a freak. 
a loser, a goody, 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 a bigot, a hate, hate, hater. You know that when you stand up for the Word of God and for Christ and what He says, I'm the way, the truth, the life, no one comes to the Father but by me. You're saying He's the only way to God? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, you're a bigot. That's what they're going to say to you. Per- persecution will come your way. Now, that's what we experience here. There's a lot more around the world um, of life and limb and risk that they are persecuted for. But the, the next word is, is famine. Who here has ever been fam- famished? Anybody here been famished? Have you ever used that phrase, man, I'm famished? I've used it quite a few times, but I've never been famished. Right? When it, it was written in the state, do you understand that when the crops did not grow, they did not eat? Do you understand that, 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 I don't know what that was. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, so and, and also, for those that lived out their faith, sometimes they were shunned by their, their family. They were pushed out onto the street, and they had no food. And it says the word ne- 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 nakedness. We'll need to take that word out. Um, and that doesn't mean being nude or whatever. It, it does, but it also it means that you're without. I mean, you're so poor, you don't you don't have have you know, the clothes you have are all that you've got, and they're torn to shreds, and they barely cover you. You, can't, you have no clothes to change into. You're that down and out. You're that beat up. The next word is da- da- danger, um, and that's phys- phys- physical harm. Um, that's being attacked, being beat up, uh, being hurt, especially for your faith. Uh, and the last one is or sword. When it means or sword, the sword in that day was used for death, to kill you. As you know, swords, death. So what he's saying, of any will, will trouble, will being trapped, being um, mocked, uh, being without food, without clothing, being harmed, being killed, can that separate you from the love of Christ? And he quotes a, ver- a, a Psalm forty-four twenty-two that says, For your sake we're being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughter- slaughtered. This, this phrase is put here, in here because if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are going to suffer. Okay? I, I just want you to understand that. You're going to suffer. The world is going to be against you. The world is not going to embrace you. If you are a believer and follow and live it out, it's going to be a struggle. It's going, it's going to be a fight. But look at what he says here in verse 37. He says, no, in all these things, in all those seven things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Paul, Paul asks, what can separate us from the love of Christ? He lists the, those things and says, nothing can. None of those things can touch the love of Christ. It doesn't compare. In all those things we overcome, we defeat it. Who here has seen the movie Castaway? Have you all seen that with Tom, Tom Hanks? It's been out for a long time now. Um, when I thought about it, I thought, oh yeah, it has. Who here... Um, everybody's got it. If you've seen it, you know the scene where he, make, he makes fire, right? Have you seen that scene where this half-nude guy is running around the beach? Oh, oh. But no, what's great is he's worked on this. His, his hands have bled. He's struggled. He's fought. He's, he's, he's rubbed the sticks together or whatever. And he's talked to the, the volleyball named Wilson. And so he's talked to him. And when it lights up, we see it light up. And he gets it and it starts to really burn. What does he do? He does this, right? He puffs himself up and he's like, I am man, I have made fire! Right? Do you remember that part? I did it well, didn't I? I didn't even like work on that once today. I was like, I'm just going to go for it in the moment. I should have done a real thing here. Dadgummit. Um, 
do you understand that he set out to make fire? He's trapped on an island. He's trying to survive. And to, in order to make it, he's got to have fire. In order to live for any amount of time, he's got to have fire. And so he makes the fire and... But he's worked on it all day, and it's like it's beating him up, it's beating him up, but he finally does it. And when he does it, he puffs himself up, he begins to crow around and, and dance and shout, right? That's what he does. Do you understand when faced against tribulation and distress that you are more than conquerors through Christ? When they beat you down, do you understand that something that you, you, you really didn't even work hard on? He did all the work, okay? The illustration falls apart right there because Tom Hanks is trying to do it. And he gets done. God's done the work. God's made the fight. God has conquered it. But there's a point where when we face the trial, when we face the distress, we need to puff ourselves up. God is bigger. You know what? In the face of it, you know what, God? You are bigger than this. There's a point in it. Um, when we're being persecuted for our faith and it's just not fair and we're tired, you know, it, it hurts, um, we need to stomp around because we're more than conquerors through Christ. That love that He gives cannot be taken away by anything. It cannot be moved. It cannot be rocked. It is steady. It's there. It's secure. If you're ever faced with danger or death, and I hope you won't be, but I wouldn't be surprised if some in this room might be, for your faith. I hope you can shout to the top of your lungs, His love never fails. It will never leave us. You know, I'm not sure why we lost the words to that song. That was the one song I was really wanting the group to sing tonight because it has to do with a lot with what we're talking about, the, the love of Christ. And words didn't work out. We didn't have them and something went wrong. Um, but I want you to know that when we face those things that we're conquerors, that when you face them this week, because some of those you're going to face tonight before you get home. You're going to face tomorrow as soon as you get to school that you're more than conquerors through Christ. And I hope that some of you, it makes sense to you and you hear this sound called, that goes clink. 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 I hope for some of you, because you're not living as a conqueror in your life. You're defeated. Everything's defeated. You're just beaten up. I can't do it. I just can't do it. And we're more than conquerors through Him. That His love will never leave us. Clink. Are you with me? Clink. Because everybody's on the ride. Every one of us is on this roller, roller coaster ride that's going to flip you around. It's going to make you throw up. It's going to freak you out, but you've got to be secure. You've got to be locked in knowing who you are. And Paul doesn't just say these things. He sort of puts a stamp right here at the end. At the very end of the chapter, he says this, For I'm sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, some says some ver- version says, says de- demons, nor things present, nor things to come, nor, pa- nor, nor, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me read that again. Because this is huge. This should be, you know, what, what your, your life is about being secure. 
For I'm sure that neither death nor life... You know, death, we're, everybody's scared, scared, scared of death. I mean, even believers, you go, well, I'm not scared of it, but man, I really would like to know, like, is it going to hurt bad? And what's it going to be like? And am I going to go... Is it going to be like... And you'll step through this thing, and then you're just good. And you're, you know, what's it going to be like? It's sort of scary because we don't know. But the Word of God says that even in death, that cannot separate us from the love of Christ. Even death, even life, everything you endure in life, it cannot separate you from the love of Christ. It goes on and says, angels or rulers. And in some, I said, says, says demons. Know that no spiritual thing can separate you from the love of Christ. Something with great powers that could slay half the world like that or the world like that cannot separate you from the love of Christ. It says, nor things present, nor things to, to come. Know that time, no part of time can separate you from the love of Christ. The entity of time that we can't grasp. The things now or the things to come. It doesn't talk about the things past because the past is done. But right now and done, that cannot take us away. And it says no height. No, it says time can't or space can't. No height nor depth. No matter how far away we feel like we've gotten from nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. For that, man, we should be encouraged. Encouraged. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I can tell you um, that you've experienced the love of, love of God. Now, some of you will say, um, and there's a belief out there, and it's taught in churches, some of them, that you can lose your salvation. That if you put your faith in Christ, that you can, can lose it and, and, um, because you, you sinned or chose to do wrong. You chose God for a while, but then you chose to do wrong. But something here in Romans 8 says that nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Do you understand that? If you have the, the love of Christ, nothing can take that away. You might ask, well, what about the guy who is a believer, says he is, he goes, church, and then he goes and, and then he, um, he goes and kills um, everybody at the high school. Ooh, that's an awful thought. But, you know, let's say he did just something freaky, insane. Um, uh, he's going to lose his salvation, right? And I, I'd say, no, he's not. I'd say he's not saved to begin with. Because a believer who follows Jesus Christ and has fruit in his life isn't going to go out and kill a whole lot of people. Do you all understand? That makes sense? Um... So there's the the Bible's pretty clear because um, a lot of youth and I've dealt with youth for eight, eighteen years um, have come to me and goes, man, I, I just I just don't I'm not sure if I'm saved or not, and I've uh, put my faith in Christ and I know I have, and but what if oh, I do stuff wrong? And if you've really truly put your faith in in, in Jesus Christ, nothing can take that away. And I want to encourage you if you've done it for sure, quit being scared and start living secure. Because Satan will use it against you, will haunt you with it so much. I've seen so many that have just been like, <gasps> and if you don't know, talk, talk to someone and say, I'm just not sure if I've done it right, and I want to make sure I get it right. I want to ask for right now, all heads bowed and eyes closed as we wrap things up. And um, there's just one question I just, just want to ask, because you know what? We've talked about the love of God, and my hope is that this, that you will start living secure and not living scared. And I just want to be able to pray for you. So what, let me explain what, what I'm doing. If I ask you to look up at me or even to raise your hand, that's just so I can pray for you uh, about this issue. If God's speaking to your heart about this, you don't have to look out at me, but if you want someone to pray for, for you about this, I want to be able to do that.
So if you're here tonight, and you know what? You can honestly say to yourself, man, I've been living scared, and I need to live secure in one of these areas in your life, whether it's trouble or distress, or just, just trying to get it right and make a stand at school when you've lived scared and you want to live secure. If that's you, I just want to be able to pray for you. So just meet eyes with me, and then once we meet eyes, you can put your head right back down. Okay? So just go ahead and look up at me right now. Okay, I see you. I see you. Okay? Okay, I'm on the right side of the room right now. Anybody else this side? Okay. Okay, I got you. Got you. Okay. Got you. Got you. Anybody else? Raise your hand if I, I missed you. Okay, right in front of me, sorry. Dear God, I thank you so much um, that we don't have to live scared, um, but we can be secure in you. Um, Knowing that things are going to pop out in this thing called life, um, but God, we know that you're bigger. Your word has just talked about how you are so much bigger, and if you are are for us, then what can be against us? Um, And God, I just ask... Um, I thank you that nothing can separate us from your love. Nothing, nothing of this world, nothing that's been created in this world can separate us from you. No spiritual thing, no time, no space. You're that awesome of a God. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the gift of your son. I thank you for each one here, Lord, and give courage um, just to get in your word, to make a stand for for you, and just to start live. Uh, in a way that's secure and uh, not scared. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank, thank you all for paying attention tonight. And uh, it was really fun to see you all jump in the middle of that clip. <laughs>